morning, we are going to start a new series called Seasons. Say Seasons. Seasons, seasons change. Seasons change. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, no. That's why I'm not on the worship team. We are um, starting a new series called Seasons. This is probably going to last about seven months. No, I'm joking. <laughs> joking. We're going to uh, probably carry us through, um, through the, rest of, uh, the rest of this month and uh, into October. If you can stay connected with us, I'm pretty sure I'll challenge you upset you, make you mad, frustrate you, and grow you all at the same time. I mean, somewhere in there, you might laugh. So we're talking about seasons. And so every, every year, um, we kind of get into um, this one topic that churches, church members and church folks don't always like to um, talk about, and that's sex. And so um, we don't like talking about sex in the church. Um, you, can go sec- you can go check out that series for a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago. It's called The Great Sex Experience. And the other thing that the church don't like to talk about is money. And that's what we're going to talk about this series is money. Yeah, some of you are sitting there like, man, I finally decided to come back to church. And pastor's freaking talking about money. I knew this was not God, right? So just sit through this service, and you don't have to come back next week and, and listen to the rest of the series. So every year I just do, do a, do a um, I just kind of touch on on, um, on finances and what that looks like for us. Um, one thing I always share with our congregation, you, know, you guys know that if you're not doing better, then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And so um, the idea is not to get your money. I don't want your money, but I need you to do what you're supposed to do with your money. Okay, everybody got to say, amen. Oh, yeah. Already getting to my business, man. I just set up a budget, and I broke it three times. And so um, one of the first things I, I, um, I share Every time I do a series on finances is, number one, is that um, I, don't, I don't really talk about tithing a lot. I talk about other, other things. And so I want to suggest to you, I have a, we have a couple other series that I did the last couple of years. Um, you want to go check out two series. Um, one is called Handling the Ninety. And um, we're, we, as believers, we're responsible to be tithers. And so I don't really touch on tithing a lot here at Riverside because that's a, that's a, that's a given. You should be tithing. And if you're, tithe, if you're not a tither, you're like, man, I can't give 10%. Well, then just believe God to give 1%. Start wherever you're at. Start where your faith is at. Uh, but we're, we're expected to give. I don't really get into that. But we are responsible to handle the other 90%. And that's the, part of the, that's the part that a lot of churches don't talk about, is how to help believers and followers of Christ be better stewards over their 90%. And so you, that's, uh, that's actually called um, Handle the 90. And then last, uh, last year we talked about, uh, we did a series called Going for Broke. That's on our app also. You can check those out. And then that'll kind of get you tuned in and, and to, to help you kind of work through this next series. When we're talking about seasons, when we're talking about what that looks like for us, um, seasons, and, and when you think about what seasons look like, we got like four seasons, right? Not the hotel, but it's like we actually have four seasons, right? And so does anybody know what the seasons are? Man, come on, this is elementary stuff, man, come on, right? Fall, winter, spring, summer, right? We got Christmas, Easter, oh, sorry, Halloween, right? So we, we, got, we got different seasons and we, we look at different seasons. And so when you think about the different seasons, different seasons come, with, come at a different time of year, right? And, and th- through that year, there's different things that actually take place. Like you can tell where winter's coming, right? So as soon as, as soon as September and October hits, I mean, that's literally where you have um, the Millennium Falcon comes out, right? And everybody starts dressing like Han Solo <laughs> with the boots and the vests. Okay, wrong crowd. Okay, so um, 
we have um, we have the fall. So we, as soon as fall comes here, and you're like, you wake up in the morning, it's really, really brisk, and it feels good, smells good, and you're like, ah, it's nice and cool. And by twelve o'clock in Texas, you're sweating, right? You hadn't quite got through got through uh, to the to the fall full yet, right? You're not all the way there. And so then you have fall, you have winter. You ever notice in winter everything just dies? Everything just like it just dies. Trees die. Last winter, everything died. Our electricity died, our water died, our gas died, like Texas just died for like five days, six days. And so when, when, when winter comes, it's just like, it just seems like there's death, right? And then, then lo and behold comes what? Spring. The smell of the beautiful flowers, the birds chirping, right? Everything's just, we're getting all excited, like, oh, the bird, it's springtime, right? And if you're starting school, you're like, dear God, I got to go to school, right? And so you have spring, and then what? The heat of summer, summer comes and it just like sucks. I don't know about Texas, it just sucks in Texas. Like you, you just, it's hot. You, you just walk outside, you're sweaty. The humidity is at like right before it rains. So it's like 99% humidity in Texas. And you just walk out. You don't need rain because you're already sweating like it did, right? You, as my daughter says, you're just, you walk around damp all the time, right? But, but in these seasons that we have, there's different, there's different seasons. So there's different clothes that we wear. There's different, we do our hair different, ladies, right? My, I was talking to my brother last night. He's like, man, I was thinking about growing my hair out, but it's too hot. He goes, I, he goes, I just got, I didn't cut it three times in a row. And he goes, it was too long. I started sweating too much. I just shaved because he keeps, my, he keeps his hair real, real short. You know, he's like, I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I don't see how you do it. I was like, well, I'm thinking about cutting mine off too. Just doing me a mat, just getting, getting rid of it, right? And so when you think about seasons, there's, there's clothing, there's, there's hairstyles, there's all sorts of different things. The music can change, right? Yeah, Christmas carols coming in. You got, you, everything changes with the seasons. And a lot of times what we don't realize is that seasons are not just in the natural. They're not just what we have on our calendar. They're things that we go through life, right? There's, there's seasons in our life that we go through. So, you know, if you have baby, you have little ones, they start getting older, then they turn it, they, you go through the teenage seasons, you go through the baby seasons, you go to the kid seasons, right? And then they go, when you get a little older, then you, then you go to the dating season and you have all these different seasons. And then when you start having kids and grandparent seasons, you have all these different seasons in your life, right? And then at the same time, you also have um, financial seasons, Right when you're like, man, everything's really good. All, all you know, all the cylinders are hitting all eight cylinders. Man, we're making money. Everybody's blessed. I'm blessed. You're blessed. I'm gonna bless everybody. You know, everybody's super excited. And then you have those seasons where you're like, I can't get find two pennies to rub together, right? And so we have these different seasons in our life, and we have these different things that are taking place. And a lot of times we don't realize that we're in different seasons. Sometimes we don't realize the season that we're in, right? And I think it's interesting that even into today's uh, our culture that we have in our society today, you know, we even forget what seasons we're in, right? I, sometimes, I, and, and I'm going to just pick on, I'm going to pick on the, 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 um, the millennials and the Gen Z's for just a second, because I have a Gen Z son. For the life of me, I couldn't figure out why he was at a birthday party dressed like winter. Everybody at the party sweating, and my son's got a hoodie pulled over with his baseball cap and long pants on. And I'm like, aren't you sweating? He's like, oh, a little bit. And I'm like dripping. And I'm like, way, way, way different thought process. I'm like, man, I would have came in my underwear if it had been appropriate. Like, <laughs> and just had a spray bottle, man. Like, it's hot, right? But we, we, we a lot of times in, in our culture, in our society, we don't even realize that the seasons are changing. We're just living life so much that spring just springs on us. Next thing you know, it's 
time to have to turn the clocks back and it's next fall back and we just we just sprung forward right and 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 the, the funny thing is that the older you get the faster the seasons swing by and the, the more the, the the faster the swing the the seasons swing by you don't even realize when summer and winter are they just kind of blend together you're like oh man it's time to go to school again right you, and then so then you start living your work you literally start living your life not paying attention to seasons but you start paying attention to paychecks if i can just get this week I just need to check for this, need to get paid this week, and get paid this week. And so now you start living paycheck to paycheck and not really pay attention to the seasons of life that we're in. And this is, this is the struggle that we have, and especially more so with, with believers than, than non-believers. Because non-believers, they don't really, they don't really think like we think, right? But believers, we get, we get stuck in thinking like they think. But we operate in a different type of financial situation. We operate in different seasons. With, with the kingdom of God, there's actual, there's actual seasons. But when, you, when you're just living life from paycheck to paycheck and trying to make money, you're, that's literally what you're doing. You're just trying to make some money so you can get this and buy that and do that and go here and go there. And, and we, this is how we do things. And so when, when, when you step back and you say, okay, what, is, what, what kind of seasons are we in? What do seasons look like? What do, what do financial seasons look like? What does it look like emotional social, spiritual seasons, and you know, nobody likes to go to the desert, but we all have to go through it. Yeah. Okay, everybody got excited about that. Thank you for that hand on the top row back there, right? When we, when we think about what that is, but really, if you think about it, in the scripture, uh, God talks about how um, there's, there, there's going to be seasons. We're going to have seasons until God comes back. Until Jesus comes back, there's going to be seasons, right? There's going to be seed, time, and harvest, and we like the seed, and we like the harvest, we don't like the time, right? And the time is the one thing that uh, it, it, it messes with us because um, that's a season. All right. Okay. Right. And so when, when, when you think about seasons and you think about winter, summer, spring, fall, we don't realize, but you can you we we go to the, we go to the grocery store so often. Like you can go to Walmart, you can go to the grocery store so often, and it doesn't matter if it's freezing cold outside. You can buy a lemon. It can be hot as all get out, man, and you're still going to be able to get a tomato, right? It can be getting cold and brisk, right? And it's, it's time for pumpkins, right? And you can just walk over and grab you a pumpkin, right? You're not having to go out to a to some big old field and try to find a pumpkin that suits your family. You just like walk over to the grocery store and get one of them big brown boxes and you start digging and moving and trying to find one. You thump it like, oh, you know, like we can, you can literally have watermelon in the winter. And this is why we don't understand what seasons are, right? So if you think about planting, if you think about growing, we don't really think in those terms anymore because you just go to the grocery store and get your avocado, right? You're not thinking, the only, the only thing that we do think is this. Well, avocados weren't this expensive last six months ago. Why am I paying $4 a pound for a couple of bananas? Like, we, right? That's the only thing that messes us up. Like, well, now I can't put gas because I got an avocado, right? <laughs> like, we, we, this is how we, we're not thinking, well, season, avocados are in season now. We're not thinking, well, jalapenos are in season now, right? We're just like, why don't they have any vegetables? Like, why, where's the corn, right? You know, and when you do find corn, it's like way, way more expensive than corn used to be, right? And so we don't really, we don't really take into account the seasons that we're actually living in because our society and the culture that we live in today has literally taken seasons and removed them out of our lives. You can get anything 
edible fruits and vegetables literally in season and out because man has gotten involved with the way that we produce our fruit. There was a time, y'all not going to believe this, there was a time that you just couldn't get corn. Man, I can't wait for corn to be, I want to get some corn. Well, it's not corn season. You're just not going to grow corn in the winter. You got to wait to the proper season to plant corn and grow corn. So everybody's all upset because they can't have popcorn. Right? You're just not going to get tomatoes whenever. You got to wait for, for the season for tomatoes. See, we don't, we don't understand. It's hard for us to comprehend that because you go to the grocery store and just get tomatoes. But here's the thing is that God never changes. He sets some things in place that there are still seasons. Whether we go to the grocery store or not, we still have seasons. We still have seasons in our life. We still have seasons that we're, that we're working through in our finances and all these different things. And so we have to understand that just because the world that we live in has climate control, God does not. Okay. See, we're enjoying the AC right now, but if we flip that sucker off, we'll be like, ooh, I ain't going in there. It's hot. Right? We're able to control the climate, and because we're able to control the climate, we can grow what we want, when we want, how we want, where we want. That's not scriptural. Okay. Because the Word says that there will be seed, time, and harvest. This is where we get our seasons. You know, when you think about, when you think about food and you think about um, what you can get and, and where you can't get it and how often you can get it and what it looks like. Did you know that, win- that, that winter, I, I mean, I, really, I, like, I research this stuff, right? So I get, you know, I just, I get curious about stuff, right? So in winter, did you know that winter, the best, the best things to grow in winter is onions? The best thing to grow in winter is onions, spinach, garlic. Like, who eats garlic? Huh? You know, I'm talking on spaghetti, pizza, right? Cran apple, apples, raspberries, strawberries. Like, these things grow in winter. You're like, that's weird. I didn't even know that. Well, you don't think about it because when you, go to the, when you go to the grocery store, they're on the counter. Like, they're on the shelf. You, like, grab some strawberries. Like, it don't matter if it's hot outside or not. Like, I've got strawberries, right? And so when you think, when you think about winter, we don't, there's some things that we're not really paying attention to. We just, we just, there's the things that just, they grow better in this, in this, um, in this season. And then you have spring and spring, the, the, the things that grow best in the spring are carrots, potatoes, lettuce, Popeye's favorite dish, spinach, radishes, kiwi, grapefruit, lemons, mangoes. I got to tell my, I got to tell my mother, you still have your lemon tree? My mother-in-law. Oh man, we bought her. We got that lemon tree for you, right? We bought her lemon tree. That thing was about, about yay high. And then she started growing it and watering that sucker. Man, that thing used to put out some lemons like the size of cantaloupes, bro. Like, you just like, it didn't even look like a lemon. Like somebody got a cantaloupe and just spray painted it yellow. They were just so huge, man. They were good. Like, my goodness, right? But we don't think about when things grow, right? In summer, in summer you can grow, uh, the, best, the best things to grow in the summer are cucumbers, uh, tomatoes, um, jalapeno pepper, squash, beans, sweet potatoes, eggplant, corn, and almost every type of melon. Grow, they grow better in the, summer, in the summer. And in the fall, you got pumpkin, squash, corn, carrot, zucchini, peaches, grapes, strawberries, blueberries, and apples. Oh, and the figs that Jesus cursed. Right? So that just tells us that when Jesus was hungry, it was probably around fall. And he cursed that thing because there wasn't no figs on it. Okay, all right. So there are different fruits, different vegetables have different seasons 
when they're, they're, they can grow them. You can grow them at different times, but this is when you get the best harvest. This is when you, you get the best production of the seeds that were planted in those seasons, right? So if you want, if you want, if you want to have the best return, if you want to have the best return on your investment or the best return on the seed that you sow, you make sure that you do it in the right season. What we do sometimes with our finances, we give and we do things or we help someone emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially. We, we sow seeds in the wrong season. And then we get mad at God because we didn't get a return. Right. And so if you go over Genesis chapter one, Genesis chapter one, verse uh, 27, I'm going to read this. This is at a we, we're going to we're going to hang out in the Old Testament here a little bit this morning. Genesis chapter uh, one, verse 27, it says, so God created human beings in his own image in the image of God. He created them male and female. He created them. How did he create them? Male and female in his own image. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. So right there, he's telling you, Reproduce. You should be producing a harvest. It says, fill the earth and govern it. Rain over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look, I have given you every seed bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit and trees for your food. It says, I have given you green plant for food and the wild animals and the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Everything has life. And that is what happened. It says, God looked over all he had made, saw that it was very good. And evening passed and the morning came and making on the sixth day. So he gave us seeds in order for us to be able to plant and harvest. Are y'all with me? Now go over to Genesis chapter 8, verse 2. I mean, uh, Genesis chapter 8, verse 21. Genesis chapter 8, verse 21 says this. I'm sorry, I got to give y'all time to get there. They got on the wall back there behind me? Sweet. Okay, we're going to keep going. My wife always says, you got to give them time to find it. I'm like, it's on the wall. Like, they should be able to find it. Genesis chapter 8, verse 21 says this. It says, the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I'll never again curse the ground of the human race, even though everything, even everything they think or imagine had been bent toward evil from childhood. It says, I will never again destroy all the living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvesting, cold and heat, summer, winter, and day and night. We're always going to have seasons, period. You're not, you're, until Jesus comes back, we're going to have seasons. The problem is, is that we've got to get our seasons lined up with God's seasons. Because if we're out of season, then we become, we become like those, those, those vegetables that you can't find, right? You can't find a harvest if you're trying to harvest at the wrong time. And what we do is we think that every time is the right time. And sometimes you're not supposed to be sowing. Sometimes you're just supposed to be eating and holding on for the right season. And sometimes you're supposed to be sowing when you're not supposed to be holding on and not doing anything. Are y'all with me? Right? Because there, there are some seeds that you eat. Sunflower seeds, peanuts, beans, rice. Let's go eat. No. Right? So there's some seeds that you eat, but then there's some seeds that you plant. Right? And if you plant a seed that's not ready to be planted, you're not going to get a harvest. You're just putting it in the dirt and it's not going to produce anything. And sometimes if you think that you're putting it in the right dirt and it's not the right dirt, it's not going to produce harvest. See, sometimes you, put, you, put, you, can, put, you can take a seed, put it in the, in the dirt, but it can be the wrong dirt at the right time and it's still not going to produce. It's got to be the right dirt, the right time, right season to produce the greatest harvest. And a lot of times we don't really pay attention to this. We just do... What everybody else does. Well, I'm going to give here, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to sow here, and I'm going to do that. And, and then we wonder why God's not moving on our behalf. You can't expect God to move on our behalf if we're not operating in the system that he operates under. 
That would be like me going to Target and trying to find something that's made by Walmart. Where's the true value stuff at, right? You're like, yeah, it ain't happening here. We, we don't have that. It's not a Target brand. Are y'all, are y'all with me? Right? And so a lot of times we don't pay attention to, to how we manage our finances. We don't pay attention to how we're, where we're given and how we're given and what we're given towards. Go over to Genesis chapter 9. You say, Pastor Silla, you're using a lot of scriptures. I know I'm trying to lay some foundation here. Genesis chapter 9, verse 1 through 3, it says this. It says, Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and the animals on the earth and the birds in the sky. It says, The small animals scurry along. It says, um, And all the fish in the sea will look uh, on you with fear and terror. It says, I place them under your power. I have given them to you for food, just as I have given you grain and vegetables. Listen, we are responsible for being stewards over everything that's on this earth. When it comes to your hands, when it comes in your possessions, you're responsible how you manage that. Whether we like it or not, we're managers. We're managers of our time. We're managers of our relationships. We're managers of our emotions. We're managers of, of, of everything that we have. If you've got a car in your, in, your, in your driveway that's broke down with a flat tire, you're still responsible for that car that's broke down with a flat tire. Hello? If you've got the laptop tucked in your top of your closet and it's just sitting there, you're still responsible for that. Okay. Those old shoes that you don't ever... No, I'm joking. You're still responsible for things, right? If it comes into your possession, you're responsible. We're the managers of these things, right? And so we have to, we have to be thinking that way. There, there's seed, time, and harvest. Say seed, time, and harvest. Oh, y'all don't sound convinced. Say seed, time, and harvest. Seed, time, and harvest. In Gen- uh, go over to Galatians. Galatians chapter 6. Now I've got to my, this is my last scripture I'm going to share, so now y'all can calm down and be like, okay, now he's, he's coming to, he's, he's about halfway down. Galatians chapter 6, verse 6, uh, verses 6 through 9, it says, Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all the good things with them. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest and decay the death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So, not, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, you will reap a harvest of blessing if you do not give up. Our problem is, is that when we give, we give up. We stop. We get, we get wavered. We don't like it. We're like, it's, I'm wait, it's taking too long. And sometimes we're waiting for something that's not coming because we planted at the wrong time. Okay. So let's just look at our finances for a second. I'm going to get in your business. Right? Are y'all ready? Does anybody know how long it is before Christmas gets here? Anybody? Three months? Three and a half months? Anybody else? How many Sundays? 97 days? Three months? Anybody else? Any takers going once? Anybody? How long is away from Christmas? How long is away from Christmas? When's Christmas coming back? Anybody know? Does anybody know what day Christmas comes? 24, 25, 26, somewhere in there. If you're Mexican, it's all three days. Right? If you're Mexican, it's a whole month. Right? We celebrate Jesus from the, from the first all the way to the end. Right? It, it, it's, it's, that's all. Right? January, we're still getting over the party. Right? So Christmas is coming, right? Is Christmas coming, yes or no? Why do we always get surprised when it gets here? We're like, holy crap, Christmas is almost like two weeks away. You're like, uh, it's been on the calendar since Jesus. 
right? Like we get, we literally act surprised when Christmas shows up. You know what else we get surprised on? Oh my gosh, I completely forgot the birthday. Has it already been a year? And we run down to the dollar store or to Walmart or Target and we go get a gift because we forgot somebody's birthday or somebody's anniversary. No? Right? And the reason we forget is because we don't know the seasons that we're in. We're not paying attention. Now imagine this in our finances. The reason we panic and we live, we live in a state of emergency a lot of times is because we're not paying attention to the seasons. We're not paying attention to the calendar. December comes at the same time. It's the last month of the year. So Jesus was like, you know what? I'm going to help you. I'm going to put the celebration at the end of the year. I'm going to give you 11 months to get ready. And we take three days to get ready. Yeah. Right? Everybody start on, on a black, was it Black Friday? Everybody starts going shopping. Let's go. And then we're like, I'm not going shopping. All the crazies are out. Right? right? And then December 23rd, we're like, holy crap, I forgot to go shopping. Oh, man, I don't even have money to go shopping. Swipe, 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 borrow, borrow, borrow. January comes and you're like, what were you thinking? <laughs> right? And you're like, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to start shopping in, Je- in, in June and July next year. June and July, you're like, I can't shop for Christmas because I'm going on vacation. <laughs> See, vacation comes and we don't plan for it. We just, we just go and spend money because we're not thinking about Christmas. And we spend money on Christmas because we're not thinking about vacation. And we're spending money on vacation and Christmas and we're not thinking about anniversaries and parties, birthday parties. And we ain't even got into pastor's vision yet. <laughs> we're going to take this mountain. And we're like, we ain't got no money. I tried to go on vacation and Christmas. I had to squash both because pastor won't take an offering. <laughs> if this is a life that you're leaving, this, this is not what God wants. God wants us to be able to be generous givers. He wants, to give, he wants us to do it happily. It literally tells us in the scriptures, is don't give grudgingly, don't give upset, don't give out of stress, don't give out of compulsion, don't give out of, out of pressure. If there's one thing I can say about us, we have zero pressure of giving. If you don't want to give, put your money back, just don't take nothing out. Right? When, when, when the bucket comes by, don't, be, don't make change. You can put it in, just don't take nothing out. Right? And if you don't want to put nothing in, just pass it on right back. We're not going to be mad at you. Right? Zero pressure. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad I don't have to give here. (laughs) Say, whoa, I've been waiting for a church where I don't have to give. Right? But here's the thing. In the kingdom of God, you're either a contributor or you're a dependent. Contributors, they contribute to the the overall happenings of what's taking place. Now, I'm going to really help you out. In your household, you have contributors and you have dependents. If you have kids, they are the dependents and you're the contributor. Right? You pay the bills, make sure the water's on. Wife, I gotta have the Wi-Fi. Right? You gotta make sure everything's running. You can the water can get cut off, but we gotta have Wi-Fi. Right? <laughs> priorities. That's right. It's got about priority. You gotta have the priorities, right? And so you're the contributor. The dependents depend on the contributors for them to survive. So if you can think about the kingdom of God, if you're not sowing, if you're not giving, if you're not contributing to the kingdom of God, you're just and you're you're a dependent. Now this is this is really ugly. I want to share this, and I love you very much. Most contributors are more, most contributors I have found are more spiritually and emotionally mature than those that are dependents. Dependents are, are, are tend to be very immature spirituality and their emotions. In other words, they're too attached to their finances that they cannot make right decisions. It's like taking a kid to Walmart. When they go through the to- toy aisle, they just want the toys. 
They're not thinking about groceries. They're not thinking about toiletries. They're not thinking about, about buying some toothpaste. Or, they're not thinking about any of that. They're thinking, I want this toy. Like, I want these Legos set. Like, that's what they think. And a lot of times, a lot of times in our lives, we get older and we still think that way. Okay. Now I'm getting in your business. I'm sorry. But you can't be everything that God wants you to be, and you can't have everything God got you to have if you're spiritually and mentally and emotionally, not mentally, spiritually and emotionally immature. If you can't make, if you're so attached to your finances that God can't get any, or you're not willing to give God anything, then you are what's considered a dependent. In other words, you depend on the contributors to make sure that you have everything that you need. Hello. Well, aren't we supposed to depend on God? Yes, but it tells us in the scriptures that we're co-laborers, that we're teamed up with God in the process. It's just not, he's not just our father, he's our co-laborer. In other words, we get, to have, we get to have involvement in what he's doing in the kingdom of God. And our problem that we face a lot of time is that we can't get involved with God's doing because we're out of season with our finances. How many times have you wanted to give and you're like, man, I want to give, and you leave the church or the ministry or fundraiser, and you couldn't give what you wanted to give. Anybody ever done that? You leave and you're like, man, I wanted to do more. Man, I should have given more. It's because you did not know how to see, you did not know the season you were in and you were not planning to give. God literally says, the word says, do not give under impulse. Do not give under pressure. That means that we're to give as we see fit, where we see fit, when we see fit. He's given it all up to us to make the decision where we give, how we give, where we give, who is give to, and why we give. This is what I'm talking about. See, a lot of times churches like, give me the money. We're doing a building fundraiser. We're doing, we want a new parking lot. Pastor needs a new car, some new shoes, a new shirt, a new house. Somebody give. Like, this is, this is what we hear. Like, and you're like, I'm not trying to give to them. He, he, he looked a little shady, right? I'm not sure if I can trust him. Look at that leadership, right? So we, I don't want to give, and so we don't give because a lot of times we don't understand that it's our responsibility. It's literally up to us to decide what we give, where we give, how we give, and when we give. God is like, I own it anyway. What are you going to do with what I gave you? Hello. That's the part that we don't like. We don't like that because now who has responsibility for it? We do. And we live in a culture, we live in a society today that we don't want to have any responsibility for anything that we do, anything that we spend, anything that we, any, anything that we say or anywhere we go. We want zero responsibility. And God said, all the responsibility is you. Right? And as soon as, some, as, soon as somebody tells us that we have responsibility, now I'm talking about myself, as soon as I come and say, hey, God says you're responsible, like, I don't like you no more. Because now I have to adult. And I don't like adulting, right? We don't like it because it puts pressure on us. It makes us have to be more mature in our emotions in dealing with money. It makes us have to be more mature in, in dealing with our finances and where we give, how we give, and where we spend. Like, bro, listen, I know everybody in here probably went out and grabbed something to eat between yesterday morning to last night, midnight. Everybody in this building probably went somewhere and bought something and got something to eat or got something to drink. And we weren't thinking about it. We weren't thinking, man, that message is going to be so good tomorrow. I'm going to put a fat offering for the pastor. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Right? We don't think that way. Like, we really don't think that way. Like, we're not thinking that. We're not thinking so-and-so's doing a fundraiser, and they're, they're selling plates for $10. I'm going to buy one plate and, and give them another $100 on top of that. We want to do that. We think about doing that, but we don't ever plan to do that. 
And because we don't plan to do that, the reason, or the reason we don't plan to do that is because we're out of season. We don't know the season that we're in financially. We, there, are, there are times. There's a time to sow. Sowing meaning planting. There's a time that you plant. And there's a time that you've got to wait and water. You've got to wait for that seed to sprout. You've got to wait for, for something to start growing. Right? That may, they may be watering it some more, pull the weeds out, fertilizing it, making sure that it's got everything that it needs so that it produces good fruit, so that it's able to, to have, have something come out of it. Right? And then you have the harvest time when you get ready to harvest, and there's nothing worse than going to a lemon tree and not finding any lemons. Or in Jesus' case, figs. Right? Jesus goes, he says, it literally says in the scripture, he says, he went, to, he went to the tree, saw the fig tree, it was not producing fruit, so he cursed it. Mm, this is going to be real ugly, and I love you. What if Jesus looked at your life and said, you're not producing your fruit, so I'm going to curse it? What if you're not a very good steward over the things that I've given you? Because it tells us in the scriptures, he talks about the man with the five ta- the man with the talents. It says that he took the one talent that was doing nothing with it and gave it to the person who was doing everything with it. Okay. It's getting fun now, right? Pastor Ella, I just wanted to come in here and get saved. I was, I was just trying to get water baptized or something. Hands laid on me. I, was, I need a healing from my leg. I wasn't trying to get beat up about my finances. I'm not trying to beat you up with your finances. I'm trying to help you be better stewards over what you got because I know that God's going to hold you accountable for what you're doing with your finances. I know that. I know that because I'm held accountable for my finances. But he wants us to get a place where we're able to lean on him, depend on him, and trust him and use the system that he has in place. Seed, time, and harvest. So Pastor Solo, man, that's a really good message. Man, I'm fired up. I want to go get a budget. I'm going to go get all my loans paid off and have a garage sale and, and make some extra money. And, and, and you're, all your mind's going 100 miles an hour. You're like, I suck at finances. I need a bookkeeper. I, don't, I can't afford a bookkeeper. You know what? I'll go get a loan to get a bookkeeper. And then I'll take money to borrow a bookkeeper. To get, like, like, we're thinking about all this stuff, right? Like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? I suck, right? Well, it's called repentance. You know what repentance is? It's when you come up to the altar, we'll open up here a second, y'all can all sling all your snot and tears up here and talk about how bad you are. No, that's not repentance. Repentance, the Bible says that repentance means to change the way that you think. That's literally what the scripture says. When it says the kingdom of God is at hand, repent, he's saying the kingdom of God is at hand, change the way that you think. That's literally the definition of it when you look at the Greek and the Hebrew. Change the way that you think. So all I'm saying, I'm giving you information so you can change the way that you think about your finances. Wouldn't it be better in 12 months if you were better financially than you are right now? From like, yeah, boy, I could use that quarter raise. Right? No, no, no. God wants you to be able to take a vacation when you want to take a vacation. God wants you to be able to lay $100 on somebody whenever you want to lay $100 on somebody. God wants you to be able to buy dinner for somebody just because you can. Instead of going, well, I, could do, I wish I could do more. No, he doesn't want us to live a life of, I wish I could do more. He wants you to live a life I'm always doing more. Right? And you get to decide what that looks like for yourself. It ain't me. It's not me. It's not. I, 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 you can blame me if you want. You know, pastor said, what, you know. But it's, it's your responsibility as followers and believers of Christ. I didn't say that. That's what, I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm the mailman. I'm just saying, look, he wants you to do better. He wants you to see you better financially in every area of your life in, so that you're able to be generi, generi, to be generous I was going to say generity and generosity at the same time. He wants, you to, he wants you to be able to be generous and give and have generosity when you can, when you want, instead of just be thinking, man, I wish I could do what so-and-so did. Why can't you be the so-and-so? Why can't you be the one that can do what you want? Man, I want to, I want to go on vacation. 
man, what does that look like? What season do you, are you in? Do you need to be saving or do you need to be paying bills? Do you need to stop going to Starbucks or do you need to, hello, right? Mark stepped on somebody's toe. You know, it's for some of y'all, man, y'all would eat more Chick-fil-A if it wasn't, if we're closed on Sundays. Y'all be like, Chick-fil-A on Sunday? Man, that'd be really holy, right? I think chicken's a sacrificial lamb for, for Chick-fil-A, right? So the idea, is, the idea is for us to look at our seasons, like where are we at financially? Where are we at emotionally to the place where we can begin to make changes on where we're at in our finances? So what does that look like? The first thing is, is this. If you're, if you're not giving at all to the kingdom of God, if you're not tithing, start there. Just start tithing. Well, Pastor Sella, you're just trying to get my money. No, you don't, you don't even have to give 10%. If all you can trust the leadership of this church is with a dollar, put a dollar. Just start with a dollar. Go to the app. Say, I'm going to give a dollar every week because that's all I can trust these jokers with. It's just a dollar. You're going to get a dollar every week, and God's going to be faithful. Here's a dollar. And if a dollar's too much, do 25 cents, 50 cents. Like we ain't, If all you can do is a nickel, put a nickel on there. It'll take it. Zero, zero, five. Right there, nickel. And God will see that and he'll multiply. You're laughing, but people think like this. I know because I used to be that person. I used to be like, man, I, I'm not giving that pastor nothing. Look at them shoes. Them shoes is clean. I know I got some clean shoes, right? So I used to look, I used to look at the churches. I'd be like, man, these pastors, boy, they be, they be living, right? And so I'm not trying to give. And I realize that God is not concerned with the money. He's concerned with our heart. He's concerned how we steward things, how we manage things. That's why I'm like, man, you don't want to, if, you, if you don't trust God or you don't trust our, our, our leadership, the church here at Riverside, and all you can trust us with is a dime, give a dime. But you need to give something to the kingdom of God because God cannot work if you're not working with him. He's got to be a part of what he's doing. First thing you have to do is you have to be consistent. Be faithful. That's what it's called. If you say that you have faith, part of faith is being faithful. Be faithful with it. Just, you know what? And, we may, and, and, and I, love our, our, I love our stewardship team. They make it easy for you. All you got to do is put, I'm going to give a dollar once a week. And you just put it in there and you put auto on that sucker. And every week, that dollar come out every week, every week. And say, so y'all scamming folks. No. <laughs> Listen, if you, can give, if you can give iTunes 99 cents a month for a subscription, God's like, can you give me a dollar? Can you give me 99 cents a month for a subscription? Right? Because God's, listen to this, God's return on that investment is going to be 10 times more than two gigabytes of memory. Right? You're going to get more than a terabyte. Right? We got it. So my point being is that it's not, about, it's not about me trying to get money from you. It's about me trying to help you get more of what you need so that you can be who God wants you to be and do what God wants you to do. But you have to get your season. You need to step back and say, okay, what season am I in? Am I in a saving season where I need to save for a trip or I need to save because I want to give? Or what is your, our, most of the time, our, our finances, we're not even thinking about what we want to do with our money. We're, thinking, we're letting our money tell us what we have to do with it. We're not thinking, man, I want to do this with my finances. We're like, oh, that would be nice. No, what would be nice is if you put that money aside so you could actually go do what you want to do. Whether it's take a trip, buy a car, buy a house, whatever it is that you want to do. But if you're not planning, then you're planning to fail. And this is why we live in a, this is why we live in a state of financial crisis all the time. Most, most believers, followers of Christ have issues with finance because the church never says you're responsible for the money. Well, all we do is you want the blessing, the check in the mail, and that, 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 that gift that somebody just drops on us, and, and we want to live manna to manna. <laughs> Wake up in the morning, eat manna, and you're good. And that's not what God has for you. He wants you to have abundantly 
financially, abundantly health, abundantly emotionally. He wants you to be healthy and prosper in every area of your life. And we're not the one area that we struggle with is we're like we live in. A, I mean, like if if Christ, if Christianity or Christian finances or finances in Christianity in the church was a meme, it would be like guy going ah right like <laughs> right that gif where he's like ah right you, you like I need money to give I can't put no money in I got and and we we live this life and that's not what God wants for us He wants you to be faithful so start giving whatever that looks like just start and be faithful. And, I, and I, we do this thing every, every year we do this. We do a 90-day challenge. I tell you, a 90-day challenge. The 90-day challenge is this. You give faithful for 90 days. You give faithful. In other words, once a week, once a month, every two weeks, whenever you get paid, you get, and you document it. And it's documented, and our stewardship team can document that you were faithful. If you do not see an increase in your finances in 90 days, we will give you 100% of your giving back. So at the worst case scenario, you've got $90. That's provided you're just putting a dollar in. I mean, you've got a $90 savings, right? Over 90 days, like I'm going to put a dollar every day, right? And at the end of 90 days, God ain't moving. Well, he just moved. Here's 90 bucks. Right? But I, the reason I do that and I challenge our, challenge our congregation, challenge folks that are watching, is because I know that I've seen God do things in my life. Oh, man, I'm fixing to cry. I've seen God do things in my life financially in this church that you would not believe. That people, I share stories, they're like, this is crazy. And it is. You're like, man, this is, how did this happen? Like, man, when we started this thing, we have nothing. We had a dream and a crazy guy without a pickup truck. (laughs) Right? But you have to understand that you have to trust God and his system more than you trust yourself and your finances. Because when you can get to that point and you're operating the system, the first thing, man, is just to start trusting God. Just be faithful in just giving just a little bit, whatever that is. And you, as, you, as your faith grows, your giving will grow. And the next thing you know, you'll be tithing and giving in ways and areas that you didn't even know that you thought you could. And I could, I could name, man, I could name tons of people that I've seen this happen to. So, Pastor, oh, you're just trying to get my money. Trust me. I love you. I don't get paid to be here. How about that? You know why? Because I trust God for everything that I have. And my kids get frustrated with me. They're like, how do you do that? I said, it wasn't easy. I'm telling you, it's not going to be easy. Because as soon as you say, you know what, God? Bless God, I'm going to download the Riverside app. And I'm going to start giving $5. Guess who shows up? The devil. Problems. Storms. Situations. Flat tires. Busted car. everything, Everything you can think of starts coming. And everything, they want that $5 back. They want that $5. You're not going to give God that $5. I want that $5. And you'll be like, do I keep the $5 going because this is hurting? Or do I keep going? And a lot of times what happens with believers is they're like, I got to have that $5. And they remove themselves out of what God was doing. In other words, they take that seed and they pull it out and they just hold on to it. And it's not producing anything. And they take that seed and they give it to Walmart. They give it to an electric company. They give it to the water company. They give it to the car payment, to the insurance. They'll even give it to an offering. And here's the thing. If that seed was not an offering, that seed's not going to produce fruit. If that seed was meant for vacation, 
If that seed was meant for a building, if that seed was meant for a house, a car, if, whatever that's, that, if that's what that seed's for, then that's what it's going to bring. You cannot put a lemon seed in the ground and get turnips. It ain't going to happen. You can't put an apple seed in the ground and get pineapples. It's not going to happen. Whatever that seed is, when it goes in the ground, that's what it is. And what we do is we pull that seed out because of the pressure that comes. And here's the ugliest thing about it. Pressure's going to come because that's what makes life. That seed literally dies and gets pressed together by the, by the dirt that's in the ground, and it springs forth life. That's how you begin to see God move. So if, you start, if you're just like, you know what, I'm thinking about doing it, but I really don't. And I like to tell people, I'm being honest with you all. I'll tell you up front that way. There ain't no surprises. But I was trusting God, and the devil, and everybody came after me, and my car got down, broke down, and, and now i got to catch Uber, and I can't even get Uber because I ain't got no money. And you're like, can you give me a ride? I'm like, I can't help you. <laughs> Pastor Solo. Right? I'm telling you that if you, if you step out in just a little bit of faith, it's going to hit you. I'm telling you it's going to hit you. you. Don't be surprised. It's going to hit you, and you're going to be like, ugh. He said it was coming, but I didn't know it was going to be like this. Right? But all you got to do is just get through the pressure. Just get through that pressure, and then you'll, you'll start seeing God move. You'll start seeing things happening, and you'll be like, oh, my goodness. This, this, what the Word says is actually true. And when you start really getting effective is when you understand the season that you're in. Are you in a planting season? Are you in a harvest season? Are you just in that part that's time? Seed, time, and harvest. What season are you in? And if you don't know what season is, step back, look at your finances. Okay, what season we're in? Where are we at? Because Christmas is coming, so we're going to be in Christmas season. Right? I remember one year, I ain't even going to lie. One year, man, we were, we were so tight, and I, we were believing God for some stuff. And my wife was like, we got to do something. We got all these family members. I said, they all getting a dollar. That's $500 right there. We done. 500 Mexicans, everybody getting a dollar. Everybody's good. Right? Everybody getting a half a roll of toilet paper. Like, we're going to give a gift. Like, you have to be thinking. Like, if you're planning to get something, you have to cut back somewhere. Right? I'm, I'm serious. One year, my wife, she literally made gifts for everybody. Like, they were all, like, handmade gifts. Like, they were all kinds of stuff. Like, man, what are you doing? Like, we, we saving money because we're trying to get this. But we get embarrassed because we don't have the nice, shiny gift that we give somebody. We get embarrassed because we can't go eat somewhere. I mean, just tell it ain't in the budget. We, we're going somewhere, right? We're going to Disney World. We're going to Hawaii. We're going wherever. We're getting a new car, so we're not, we're not spending the money. We're, we're saving here. But we get embarrassed because if we, say, if, we say, if we put ourselves in the budget, it makes us look like we don't have enough, when actually it means that you have just enough to get what you need, that you have enough faith, that you have, you're being a good steward over what God's given you. So understand the season that you're in. Go, go look at your finances. Two things that we don't like looking at. Grown-up individuals, adults, taking adulthood 101. The things that we don't like right here. Y'all ready? We don't like looking at our finances, and we don't like looking at ourselves in the mirror naked. We're like, dear God, woo! Didn't look like that a long time ago, right? And you look at your finances, and you're like, woo! You didn't look like that a long time ago, right? But the reality is, is that we can fix our finances. I can't help you in the mirror, though. You're on your own. That's you and Jesus in the miracle. Like, I can't do all that, right? But when it comes to finances, we have been given the tools. We have been given the resources. We've been given everything that we need to be good stewards over everything that God has given us. And our finances is what's going to help us do everything that we're called to do and be who God's called us to be. You can't be generous, and you cannot have generosity if you have nothing to be generous with. Amen? Did y'all get something this morning? All right.